This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, it's Mark K from The Mark K Show. Would you like to get a copy of my brand new book, Go Trump Yourself, 10 Ways to Live Like Trump in a Joe Biden Economy? Then go to GoTrumpYourself.com right now. That's GoTrumpYourself.com. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. Did you guys hear that? Chris Christie caught a break today. The only thing that can fall harder than Chris Christie today is Nikki Haley in South Carolina. Man, I miss Chris Christie jokes. <laughs> I'm so glad that someone was able to still uh, send some. You know, it's great when you can relate the um, South Carolina primary to a Chris Christie joke. That's something that we need to we need to work on that, uh, Hannah, moving forward. We need to maintain at least. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've made a Chris Christie joke. I want at least one per week, if not more. Uh, so please put that on the calendar. Okay. 855-940-MARK. Listen, we got a lot going on today. Speaking of the South Carolina primary race, but yeah, South Carolina went down exactly as we thought. Actually, that's not true. I think Donald Trump won by a lot more than a lot of people thought he was originally going to win for. And Nikki Haley, in true Nikki Haley fashion, made it all about her and being victorious, which she wasn't. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. Why are we all cheering? Did they not show the results of the race at the Nikki Haley rally? Were they not? Did they not have the big TV? You know, because usually what happens is when you have one of these these post-election celebrations, and I don't want to say victory celebration because Nikki Haley has never actually had one, or at least it's been a long time. Uh, when you have one of these post-election celebrations, basically they have all the TVs up and everybody's watching the returns as they're tabulated as they're coming in. And then at the end, you either say, Congratulations, we won! Yay! Or you say, "Well, we'll get him next time." Boo! But these people are—I are, don't think they understand how elections work. They're out there cheering on Nikki Haley, who has lost now not one, not two, not three, but all four of the—I'm sorry. There you go. All four of the first primary states for the Republican national uh, primary uh, for the uh, Republican national primary um, election. And it's it's really weird that she seems to be energized with every single loss. I don't think Nikki Haley would know how to react if she won. If she won, she'd probably be miserable. She'd probably be up there going, well, guys. We won, and well, it wasn't the outcome we were looking for. We'll move on. But no, she loses, and she's like, oh, we're going to keep on trucking. And that is uh, that is a true Nikki Haley. That's a true Nikki Haleyism that not a lot of people really understand. Uh, Donald Trump understands what it means to win. He keeps winning, and he says we're going to keep winning, and we're going to keep tabulating the votes. Things are going to we're going to keep getting the delegates, and we're going to move on to the uh, general election in November. We have a thing called Super Tuesday, and uh, I think we're leading ninety-one to seven. <laughs> Overall. Yeah, Super Tuesday is coming up next week, and Donald Trump's like, I think we're leading that 91 to 7%. But Nikki Haley, it, after losing her home state, 
South Carolina, think about what this means. In South Carolina, the people that elected her governor, the people that are her friends and her neighbors, the people she grew up with, those people voted for Donald Trump to be the next president of the United States. If you can't get the people that you've known your entire life, the people that you've represented as their chief executive, the people that you know are supposedly your people, the salt of the earth people that raised you and made you what you were, if they look at you and they look at Donald Trump and say, we like the other guy better, how are you gonna get people in, in North Carolina? How are you gonna get people in, in, uh, in Michigan? How are you gonna get all these other people all over the country, Alabama, all these Super Tuesday voters? How are you gonna get them to vote for you if your own people turn away from you. It's a really bizarre thing. Now, over on, on MSNBC, they had to work really, they worked long and hard, and they had this British guy come on and explain how Donald Trump winning, this is, this is remarkable. That's why I really, I really admire MSNBC for the amount of creativity they have, because this is a reporter for MSNBC explaining to everybody that Donald Trump winning in South Carolina is actually a bad thing. Listen to this. We've got this Trump is crushing the nomination narrative going on. It, it, it is certainly true in terms of mathematical delegate counts. And of course, winner takes all mathematics that, that Trump is crushing the nomination and he will be the nominee. Uh, but those numbers in terms of the popular vote, 40 percent. After all this time, knowing everything they could possibly know about Trump, not only voting for Haley, but saying that voting for Haley as a vote against Trump is really, really bad news. It's a flashing red signal for Trump uh, in November. The more he locks up the Republican uh, nomination, the more he jeopardizes his ability to win in November. Think about that. Think about that last statement. This is a this is supposedly a news organization. Listen to the spin on this uh, nomination. The more he jeopardizes his ability to win in November, the more he locks up the Republican nomination, the more he jeopardizes his ability to lose in November. That is really interesting. That's something I'd never even thought of. Every time Donald Trump wins a competition, every time Donald Trump goes in and gets 20% more than the person he's running against, every time Donald Trump scores more delegates, MSNBC wants you to know that's actually weakening him for the general election. That's something, man, this, is, this guy's either a true political scholar or a criminal scam artist who's trying to con you into thinking that uh, the uh, that the grass is blue and the, and the sky is green. We've got this Trump is crushing the nomination narrative going on. It, it, it is certainly true in terms of mathematical delegate counts. And of course, winner takes all mathematics that, that Trump is crushing the nomination and he will be the nominee. Uh, but those numbers in terms of the popular vote, 40 percent after all this time, knowing everything they could possibly know about Trump, not only voting for Haley, but saying that voting for Haley as a vote against Trump is really, really bad news. It's a flashing red signal for Trump. Yeah, well, getting all those delegates in South Carolina is a flashing red signal for Donald Trump. What people at MSNBC don't realize, or maybe they do, but they don't want to share with the rest of the population, is that in the general election, the popular vote doesn't matter. It's all about whoever gets the most electoral votes. And in South Carolina, there's not going to be enough people to drum up support for Joe Biden because the Dem I mean, here's the thing. When you have Republicans split between two candidates and one of them is from that state, you're going to see what you saw here. 40% vote for Nikki Haley. But if you take Nikki Haley out of the equation, which eventually we will do, 
whether it's whether it's because she drops out of the race or whether it's because Donald Trump gets the necessary delegates to become the nominee and we go back to South Carolina on Election Day, you'll see that the Republican votes will outnumber the Democrat votes. Donald Trump will win in South Carolina and he'll get the corresponding electoral votes that go with it. And it'll bring him the, the, ever so much closer to the requisite 270 electoral votes to become president. And MSNBC has no recourse but to try and figure out a way to convince their viewers who are panicked. I mean, this is what it, look, the people watching MSNBC are panicked. They watch this report coming out of South Carolina. They see Donald Trump trouncing Nikki Haley. They see Nikki Haley as this pathetic female who's moving forward for God knows what reason. I know what reason, by the way, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but they're just panicked. They don't want Donald Trump to come back. Morning Joe, N Mika Brzezinski, this British guy, Joy Reid, their job is to convince the people watching them that hell has not frozen over. Donald Trump is not coming back to Washington, D.C. So they have to come up with these ridiculous statements like, the more Donald Trump wins, the more he loses. It's really, it's really, it's really, the faster you drive, the more likely you are to lose the Daytona 500. That's what they want people to, that's what they want people to believe watching MSNBC. Uh, listen to the second part of this. I don't know what Haley's motivations are, whether it's 2028 or to be no labels candidate um, or just the amazing psychological boost of being the last person standing when exactly. all the rest are bending the knee and kissing the ring. Um, but whatever it is, uh, it's bleeding Trump for November. It's bleeding Trump for November. They want you to know on MSNBC, if you're one of their loyalists, if you're one of their diehards, if you're one of what they call the P1 viewers or the P1 listeners, if you're one of those people that just love, you have a big poster of Rachel Maddow above your bed and you kiss it goodnight every night before you go to sleep, whatever it is you're doing. If you're an MSNBC loyalist, they want you to know that every time Donald Trump wins, he's actually bleeding support. Every time Donald Donald Trump wins another state. He is actually losing the general election. So, so if Donald Trump claims victory in Super Tuesday, rejoice, MSNBC loser. I'm uh, sorry, viewers. Freudian slip. Because it is, <laughs> it is not another Donald Trump win. It's just that much closer to a Donald Trump loss. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. I don't know if anyone should tell them that, that it's almost unheard of to win all four of the first primary states. Donald Trump had so much competition going into this, and now everybody's gone. It's just him and Nikki Haley. Remember what she tweeted out? 12 fellas down, one to go. Well, she's still got that one, and it's it's a, it's a doozy. 855-940-MARK is our number. A couple of other fellas who are down are the, the Cokes. You remember the Cokes? No, C-O-K-O-C-H, not C-O-K-E. They've been one of the largest supporters of Nikki Haley. Their organization has poured millions um, millions and millions into the Nikki Haley campaign because when you're not Trump and you're running as a Republican, the only people that are going to support you are never Trumpers and Democrats. And Nikki Haley's been getting a lot of money and a lot of support from both. Money from the Koch brothers, money from Democrat donors. She's been getting votes from Democrats in Ohio, in uh, Iowa, rather, and other places. Uh, well, this is from uh, Zero Hedge. Less than a day after she was smashed by Donald Trump in her own state and four weeks after billionaire Democrat Reid Hoffman said no more, the Koch brothers pet advocacy group Americans for Prosperity have pulled the plug on Nikki Haley. In an email to staff obtained by Politico, AFP CEO Emily Seidel announced on Sunday that the group's political arm, AFP Action, had to take stock of its spending priorities in light of Haley's South Carolina defeat. 
The group, which is funded by the Kochs, will now pivot to competitive Senate and House races. So uh, Americans for Prosperity, the Koch brothers, have thrown in the towel on the presidential election. They've thrown it. They've thrown. They are waving the white flag. They've given up. They have retreated. All of their dollars are leaving the race for the White House, and they're now going to competitive Senate and congressional districts. They're now going to try to get never Trumpers elected in the House and in the Congress. They're now trying to get never Trumpers elected to the other branches of government. So when Donald Trump inevitably wins, which the Koch brothers have basically just decided he's gonna. They'll have roadblocks in his way and they'll have barriers and barricades and they'll have never Trump candidates there to do whatever it is the Koch brothers and Americans for Prosperity tell them to do. They will be able to stop Donald Trump legislatively because they've not been able to stop him, well, in the campaign, especially with their candidate of choice. Nikki Haley. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Speaking of those house races, Matt Gates was at CPAC this past weekend. And man, CPAC, he was CPAC and heat, that guy. It was what the 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 flames coming out of Matt Gates's mouth. Wow, he had some great uh, he had some great points, and uh, and it was really interesting. If you listen to our uh, podcast this morning, Mark K saves the Republic. You heard me talk a little bit about this, but Matt Gates shared a couple of things. Number one, his vision for the Republican Party. Number two, his role in the current Republican um, campaign, and number three, how you can be as rich as Nancy Pelosi. It's really actually kind of simple. In fact, as soon as I watched uh, Matt Gates's CPAC speech and I heard him say this, I was like, you know what? I would like to be Nancy Pelosi rich as well. And I started taking steps to do exactly what Nancy does. And Matt Gates outlined it. Really, what he's trying to do now is not just transform and make the, uh, the Republican Party stronger and more conservative, not just make the country uh, stronger and more conservative, but he's also trying to take a lot of that, that, that insider money that Nancy Pelosi and a bunch of other Democrats and Republicans in Congress have been able to finagle for them themselves and now uh, hand it out to you and me and every other average American who wants to take advantage of, of what's going on. So that's that's real. We'll share all that here with you in just a minute. Plus, since it's Monday, we have uh, we have we're going to play America's in Jeopardy. We haven't played America's in Jeopardy in a few weeks, right, Hannah? It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, and it's one of our favorite games, and and we've just we just enjoy it so much. So while uh, we've put together, I believe, a pretty solid America's in Jeopardy competition for you today. That's coming up in about an hour or so. Plus, we've got your open mic messages. We've got your phone calls that we've got to get through. Oh, Ronna McDaniel is officially now out at the RNC. She's given her notice March 8th. I don't know why we keep prolonging it. Can she just like leave already? Like she announced she might be leaving. And then we had nominations of uh, by Donald Trump for the people to take her, her place. Now she's officially resigning, but we still got to hang around till after Super Tuesday. I'm just like, I'm one of those let's rip the Band-Aid off kind of people, but whatever. Um, anyway, we'll have, we'll have more on that and who will be replacing Ronna McDaniel at the RNC and what the plans are moving forward uh, for victory in 2024. All that, your phone calls, your open mic messages, and more of the Mark K Show is coming up right after this. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Raymond is in Jacksonville. He wanted to comment real quick about Nikki Haley not even calling it quits after losing South Carolina. Even Marco Rubio knew enough to call it quits after he lost Florida in the Florida <laughs> primary to Donald Trump, his home state. But uh, uh, but Nikki Haley lost South Carolina is continuing on. Hi, uh, Raymond. What do you want to say, sir? I, I wanted to say, um, what if Nikki Haley is betting on the long shot that if something happens to Trump legally where he can't run for president, 
um, when you think about it, she might be the best the best candidate against um, Biden. Joe Biden, yeah, is the name. Uh, here's the thing: I don't, and I'm I'd have to check the rules, but you still need a certain number of delegates to become the nominee, and she's nowhere near that. Plus, every other state from here on out is winner take all. And if she doesn't get the delegates, uh, which she's not going to, then it would be interesting to see. I don't, I don't know how that would happen. Um, but you're right. Maybe she, maybe she's got the inside track on something. Although, if people are pulling money out, I think that's, I think that's probably bad news for Nikki Haley. If as soon as the millionaires start taking their money away, and as soon as the millionaires start realizing this is not worth my investment, because that's what millionaires do. All they care about is the money. They spend money on Nikki Haley thinking that she'll become president and then they can help her make even more money. Um, but if they if they don't see the investment paying off, they're going to cut it off uh, because they're millionaires. They're, they're smart with their money. That's what they're billionaires really is what they are. And they're smart with their money. Um, but, you know, you're right. If, if God forbid if there's a reason why Donald Trump cannot continue, it doesn't necessarily mean Nikki Haley is going to be the nominee. That would be that would be a a a very, very long shot bet on her part. Uh, but a good point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We re really we really appreciate it. I really believe there's another, I mean, I'm pretty clear there's another motive. And you always have to look at motives with politicians. Uh, I wrote about this in the Catriot Dispatch this morning. If you don't get the Catriot Dispatch, by the way, you need to, you need to be, you need to be um reading those. Markk.com is where you can sign up. M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. But the thing is, when every politician, they have the motivation that they make public to you and me and everyone else in speeches and in, you know, on TV and whatnot. But then they have their real motivation. And I believe I know what Nikki Haley's real motivation is. And clearly it's not to be the next president of the United States. I'll share that with you. Plus Matt Gates's formula for becoming Nancy Pelosi rich. All that and more is on the way. Stay tuned. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today. Folks, we appreciate it. Uh, listen, we got a, we got a bunch of fun stuff. In about an hour from now, we're going to be doing our America's in Jeopardy segment, which is great fun. If you love America, if you love trivia, if you love Jeopardy, if you love all three of those things, this is going to be fantastic. You're going to be, I mean, really, this could be the best day of your life. That's coming up here in like an hour, like I said. Uh, also today, we've got, uh, we're going to tell you how to get rich via Nancy Pelosi style, uh, courtesy of Matt Gates. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to share, look, so the CPAC um, gathering over the weekend in, in Washington, D.C. brought together all of the conservatives, like all of them, like every single conservative thought leader and thinker and media personality and politician and all the people that are that are currently running or holding office, the people that are trying to save this country. Laura Trump was there and she was talking about how she wants to be the RNC chair and saying many of the same things she said on this show. Um, you know, we had uh, Matt Gates, our own representative from uh, Florida's first district was there. And Matt Gates, I know a lot of people are hot and you're really either hot and cold on Matt Gates. When you say Matt Gates, people always go, oh, love him. Or they go, oh, that guy. And I've never met anyone that said, Matt Gates, eh, I have no opinion. That just doesn't seem to happen. He's one of those very volatile uh, people that is that has really driven um, most people to have some kind of emotional reaction. He's the guy that spearheaded the uh, Kevin McCarthy ouster. A lot of folks said that was chaotic and it did no good for Congress. A lot of other folks agree that it got Kevin McCarthy out of the speakership and really out of Congress. So how could that be bad? Uh, he's also spoken out about about 
some of the other votes, like, for example, the ousting of, of George Santos, which weakened the majority even further and caused multiple votes on the, on the uh, resolution to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. So there's been a lot of back and forth, back and forth. But if you say the name Matt Gates, people will either, they'll either, they'll beam with excitement or they'll vomit and turn green. Uh, well, Matt Gates was giving a speech and he came out and he did a couple of things. The first thing he did was he really very clearly laid out the future of the Republican Party as he sees it. And what I believe Matt Gates has done is I believe Matt Gates, I don't think I'm not saying he volunteered for the job of rhino purger in the Republican Party. I don't, I'm not saying he he like said, ooh, ooh, let me do it. I just think he had a natural inclination to do it. People realized he was good at it, and now it's kind of become his thing. You know, everyone has a specialty. Uh, you know, for example, the, the our specialty is radio broadcasting. Other people, their specialty is is ballet dancing. You know, some people, their specialty is, is uh, you know, putting your taxes together. Everybody has their specialty. Matt Gaetz's specialty is calling out Republicans and getting them either thrown out of office, primaried, or uh, just totally fed up with him that they quit. That seems to be what his thing is. That's his wheelhouse. It's his passion. He's good at it. And he's continuing to do that because, in his words, that's how he can get the right people in place in the House of Representatives, strong America First conservatives that will fight and do what Donald Trump needs him to do should Donald Trump come back to power in November. Um, as he said last week, he said, send me backup. Send me backup. Don't mourn the loss of these people. They weren't on your side anyway. Nine times out of 10, they were fighting with the Democrats. They were voting with the Democrats. And he led his speech off or started his speech off with a message to any Republicans who might be seeking a nomination or who might be running for Congress this November. We can't save the nation with the current Republican team. We have to get tougher, smarter, and we need newer, bolder voices in the United States Congress. So if you're out there campaigning and running as a Paul Ryan or Kevin McCarthy Republican, my message to you is this. They don't work here anymore. And, you know, that is true. There's In any battle, there's a winner and there's a loser. And Kevin McCarthy lost. Kevin McCarthy lost the speakership after just holding it for nine months, after really barely winning it in the first place. I mean, it goes it goes back to day one. Matt Gates and, and, and the 20 Republicans who held out as long as they possibly could at the first. I mean, we had 15 rounds of voting the first time around. That's not a win by any means. That is a that is a that is foreshadowing. If I've ever seen it. And then, of course, uh, when Kevin McCarthy and the speakership was vacated, that was the end of his career. Paul Ryan, also the end of his career. He now sits on the board at Fox. And Matt Gates said, I don't care who you are. I, I, I don't care what you do. If you are standing up and fighting with the Democrats, if you're fighting against conservative values, if you're fighting to put any other country besides America first, I will fight you tooth and nail to the death. I'd prefer to just fight the Democrats. But if the Republicans are going to dress up like Democrats in drag, then I will lead the fight against them too. I like that he threw in the in drag there. He could have just said, it, he could have just said if the Republicans are dressing up like Democrats, but he could have dressed up like Democrats in drag with uh, with multiple genders, he could throw everything in there. Then, uh, then I will fight them too. And he got a big round of applause. But look, we are at a we are at a a a a boiling point in this country. We're at a tipping point in this country. And no matter what they tell you, things have never been worse. And the Democrats continue to attack Republicans like Matt Gates, like Donald Trump, like all these other people. They Ron DeSantis even. They attack these Republicans and they say they're chaotic. They say they have no plan. They say they're they're working to destroy democracy. And Matt Gates. 
says, look, you can't listen to the media. You can't listen to what they say. Much like the clips we just played from MSNBC saying that the more Donald Trump wins, he's actually losing. Matt Gates said, L listen to what the media said about him. And the media isn't on our side either. The Matt Gates chaos agenda. That was the headline from the liberal New Yorker magazine. I must not know what chaos is. Open borders, $34 trillion in debt, $2.5 trillion annual national deficits. Your government might label you a domestic violent extremist if you buy guns or Bibles or, heaven forbid, show up at a school board meeting or attend mass too often. This sounds a hell of a lot more like chaos to me hmm. because your chaos doesn't matter to a lot of the folks working 10 miles from here. Interest rates on credit cards and car loans are skyrocketing. Homeownership, the central thesis of the American dream to our parents and grandparents is now a mirage to the millennials. They say inflation is down, but prices are still up. I never thought I'd live to the day where I'd spend $11 on a bag of carrots. I didn't know I didn't know Matt Gates was buying bags of carrots, but I mean, you think everything is more expensive. And that is a result of Joe Biden and the Democrats and their inflation and their supply chain crises and their bad leadership and their manipulation of markets all for their own personal glory and gain. And and that is something that we need to fight. We need to fight not only in the House of Representatives, we need to fight it in the Senate. We need to fight it at the ballot box. We need to fight it everywhere. And the media is out there manipulating the message with the Democrats so that they can gain as well. In fact, gain is a big, it's a big uh, issue in uh, the Congress. And we saw earlier this year, we uh, we shared that, um, what was it? It was from the Unusual Whales, where they talked about how the Congress has elevated their, their net worth based on interesting and highly successful stock trade deals. And it's not just Democrats, it's also Republicans. It seems that as soon as you get elected to Congress, your insight into where the stock market is going to go is multiplied tenfold and you become, in addition to an elected official who's representing the people from your district, some kind of just oracle of stock trading wisdom. And Matt Gates pointed to he pointed to this being a big problem, not just stock trading, but the lobbyists, not just stock trading, but the fact that Republicans and Congress people and Democrats go to Washington, D.C., they serve for a few years and then they get these cush jobs with lobbying firms and special interests. But he said the biggest we definitely should not allow these folks to invest in stock, the stock market. What are we thinking? And for the same reason you don't let the umpire bet on the game, members of Congress should not be allowed to trade individual stocks. How about the Ethics Committee take up those reforms? Yeah, because uh, instead they're in, they're investigating Matt Gaetz's ethics um, complaints. They were investigating George Santos's ethics complaints, but they're not investigating the ethics complaints that people are bringing up about stock trading. In fact, the head of the Ethics Committee... Well, I'll, I'll just let Matt Gates tell you. The Republican ethics chairman, Michael Guest, not only voted for the January 6th commission, he has become a brilliant stock trader while in office. And I admire the obvious genius. He knew exactly the right time to buy online gambling stocks. His purchase in Evolution Gaming Securities netted him a hefty 36% gain. Not too shabby. Now, I'm not saying that this is insider trading. 
But this monetary affair is perhaps the most suspicious I've seen since Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade. And then he said something, which I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even know about. I learned something really, I learned something really exciting from Matt Gaetz's CPAC speech. Um, I learned that it's not just Congress people who can go out there and trade the way Congress people trade. It's not just Congress people who can go out there and find out what's going to be happening, uh, take advantage of insider trading, retire rich by padding their portfolios with all of the inside information they got by walking the halls of Congress and sitting on committee meetings. I mean, these are the people that are that are buying the contracts. These are the people signing on the bottom line, taking your billions of dollars worth of tax dollars and allocating them to different companies. They know ahead of time which company is going to see a boon. And wouldn't you know it, they, their personal growth and wealth tends to also follow. And Matt Gates pointed to a website, which I, I just learned of, but I'm excited I did. So fire your financial advisor. Just follow the Quiver quantitative account on X. You could have been on the ride up with Republican Michael Guest on gambling stocks. You could have made millions like Nancy Pelosi did on NVIDIA. Or maybe you'll get a big return on a Raytheon purchase with armed services member and Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Yeah, Quiver Qualitative, which is a, uh, I went on there, Quiver Quantitative, pardon me, Quiver Quantitative. I went on there to their Twitter account. I found their website. I signed up. And they have all of these strategies that you can follow. For example, you can go to Quiver Quantitative, and this is not an endorsement. This is just something I learned from Matt Gates' CPAC speech. And you can actually track the different stock purchases and sales and the rise of the portfolios of any and all of these folks in Congress. There's one that's a cumulative U.S. House long short stock portfolio. It's a strategy called U.S. House long short. You're basically buying and selling the same stocks that the House of Representatives cumulatively uh, does. And if you're doing so, you'd be up 40.39%. That's unheard of. That's another, if you put money in the bank, you're getting, what, 1%, not even? If you get 10% on of return on your investment, people think that you're a whiz. 10% or, or better is fantastic, and they're making 40% in Congress. If you look at, if you look at the uh, other, there's another one, the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. You would think that the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee would have a lot of insight into, you know, transportation and infrastructure contracts, big money contracts. The Transportation and Infrastructure Committee in the House of Representatives is up 30.24%, three times higher than what is deemed to be a really great return on your investment. Energy and Commerce Committee, 27%. Lobbying spending growth, 27%. Nancy Pelosi, they are tracking on Quiver Quantitative, they are tracking Nancy Pelosi's stock purchases. And Nancy Pelosi, as a single investor, or I guess her husband, Paul, uh, but the Pelosi's are up 22%, more than double what is considered to be a fantastic return on your investments. 22% growth just by following Nancy Pelosi's stock choices. So what you can do is you can go to this Quiver Strategies group. You can open an account with uh, with uh, one of their you know brokerages. And what happens is you can automatically buy and sell when Congress does, which is a genius idea. I'd open an account. I'm still waiting for my account to get approved. Hopefully it will. And then I'm transferring money in and I'm just going to I'm going to trade the way Congress does, because if Congress can get a 40 percent return on their stock investments, why the heck shouldn't the rest of us do the same? If Congress can get a 40% return every time they buy and sell over the course of the last few years, if Congress has the wherewithal and the insight in this just amazingly 
I mean, again, just wizardly idea. Like, like they are they are Nostradamus-like in their stock predictions. If they're benefiting, shouldn't the rest of us? I say hell yeah. Matt Gates also, well, Matt Gates thinks nobody should trade. I may actually not be a Matt Gates fan now because this is this is my retirement is now to trade the way Congress trades, and I don't need Matt Gates. I don't need Matt Gates getting in getting in the way of that. But he said, look, this is all, these are all problematic. This is all, this is what Congress is doing. You can go online. There are bots. There are people. There are trackers. There are professionals that show you exactly how much money Congress is making from the stock market. And they weren't elected to be stock traders. They were elected to be representatives of the people. But it seems that the people they're most representing are themselves and the people that live in their homes and the people that they have to support for the rest of their lives. I'm here to fight for you. It's the people's house, after all. Last time I checked, the people hate Congress. <laughs> we have a lower approval rating than the IRS. So I don't give a rip if they boo me on the floor, if they hate me and their corrupt little souls, and they can even try to expel me on bullshit if they want, but this is a movement that the Uniparty cannot kill. They're trying with President Trump, and even the MSNBC resistance libs admit that he grows stronger by the day. Well, you know what? In the MAGA movement at CPAC, my friends Matt and Mercy Schlapp, all of you, we are all growing stronger, and I am the strongest fighting these battles with you in my corner. Yeah, he says, I don't care what they do. They can put bring me up on ethics charges. They can boo me all they want. Oh, boo all you want. But I'm out here fighting for you. I'm not fighting to fill my own portfolio with as many high-income uh, stocks as I possibly can. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. I myself am looking to make a buck on whatever. If, if it's good enough for Pelosi, it's good enough for Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. We got to take a quick break, folks. We got some of your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. In about 30 minutes from now, America's in jeopardy. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K show coming up next. <laughs> Mark K, 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. We got a lot of questions coming in about the presidential race. John is in Ohio. Hi, John. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What's on your mind, sir? Well, you were talking about um, talking with somebody about whether or not uh, essentially a convicted felon could run for the presidency. And I don't know of anything that would stop a convicted felon from running for the presidency. For example, Jim Trafficant could probably do it if he felt like it. Uh, there's nothing. Do you know that, of anything? No, the only the only reason they would argue Donald Trump couldn't run if he were a convicted felon is depending on what felony he was convicted of. That's why they were pushing so hard to get him uh, tried for some kind of insurrectionist crime. Um, that's the only thing that would disqualify him. If you're if you're a, a felon of any other, you know, it, it's that whole um, part of the Constitution where they say if you were a uh, rebellion or um, insurrection against the government, uh, and that's what they're arguing right now in the Supreme Court. That was that was why Colorado decided to leave him off of the ballot, and we're waiting on that Supreme Court decision, which we should get pretty soon. And when they decide whether or not Colorado must put him on the ballot, it'll put that question to bed forever. But convicted, there's nothing in the Constitution about being a convicted felon and. Being being able to run for president. And while people will tell you if Donald Trump is convicted, he's going to lose, I think the opposite is true. I mean, look at Nelson Mandela. There are people know when they're when their candidates or when their peers or when their elected officials are being 
they're being basically uh, treated unfairly or they're being unjustly imprisoned, imprisoned by their political adversaries. I mean, if, if Republicans were in charge and Donald Trump went to jail, that's one thing. But Joe Biden runs the Department of Justice. All of these places where these court cases are going on are run by Democrats. And that means that the only reason Donald Trump would ever end up behind bars is because that's where the Democrats wanted him, hoping that it would be the only way to keep him from getting back to the White House. Hey, thanks for the call. Quick break. Uh, more Mark show coming up don't go anywhere we're entertaining meets informative this show makes the listener feel like it's my show you make bad news sound good mark k for three hours a day loving it this is the mark k show 855-940-MARK is the number 855-940-6275 incidentally before we get to uh before we before we get to America's in Jeopardy, I want to show you, you know, MSNBC has really, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose, you know, but we say everybody has their place. Everybody has a, a, a conglomeration of individuals that they're trying to appease, that they're trying to inform or enter entertain. Everyone has their people, you know, everyone has their tribe that they're trying to serve. Well, MSNBC's tribe obviously is the craziest, most lunatic folks uh, on the left wing of the party. Because the things that their hosts say, first of all, we already played for you the clips of them trying to spin Donald Trump's law, win in uh, South Carolina as a loss nationally. We've got this Trump is crushing the nomination narrative going on. It, it, it is certainly true in terms of mathematical delegate counts. And of course, winner takes all mathematics that, that Trump is crushing the nomination and he will be the nominee. Uh, but those numbers in terms of the popular vote, 40 percent after all this time, knowing everything they could possibly know about Trump, not only voting for Haley, but saying that voting for Haley as a vote against Trump is really, really bad news. It's a flashing red signal for Trump uh, in November. The more he locks up the Republican uh, nomination, the more he jeopardizes his ability to win in November. The more he wins, the more he loses. That's what, that's what MSNBC would like you to know about uh, Donald Trump's Donald Trump's election going so well. I mean, it's really like it, it, it's been the most successful primary campaign for a Republican individual in decades. Uh, MSNBC wants you to know that it, it spells utter defeat for Donald Trump against Joe Biden in the general election. On the other side, they've got Joy Reid. Joy Reid from The Readout, who we still know as the poop toilet woman. The poop toilet is full! Joy Reid has a new haircut now. She's blonde. Uh, but she still has the same weird thoughts and about pretty much everything. She had a bizarre reaction on her TikTok to Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville? Tuberville, Tuberville. You know, the dude from Alabama. And uh, and his uh, he's a senator now. And he was discussing the IVF decision in Alabama. It's been quite controversial. A lot of people think it won't bode well for the Republicans in the, in the election, yada, yada, yada. But she wants to know why Senator Tuberville, Tuberville, it's one of them, uh, why Senator, why Tommy T thinks we need more kids. Listen to what she said on her TikTok. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party Senator Tuberville is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because 
it doesn't um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. OK, so <laughs> so <laughs> I guess it's Tuberville, although I don't really believe anything Joy Reid says, so it might be Tuberville. So Joy Reid's argument is that Republicans can't claim that we need to increase our American population by having more children or, you know, uh, getting rid of abortion and that kind of thing, because we are arguing against illegal immigrants coming across the border. If we need more people, why do we need more kids? You're, you can't complain that 10 million illegals are coming across the border and say we need to, we need to increase our birth rate. The two just don't vibe in Joy Reid's twisted um, and bizarre uh, brain. What happens is she's basically equating the families who are coming across the border, the drug runners who are coming across the border, the military age men who are coming across the border, the cartel members who are coming across the border, the terrorists from all over the Middle East and Asia who are coming across the border through Mexico. She's equating those with children. Now, the last time I checked, when somebody has a child, the child isn't born with 20 pounds of fentanyl that they've just brought into the country. You know, when I, last time I checked, the child that is born doesn't require a hotel room in downtown Manhattan, not to mention $5,000 a month in a gift card to survive. Last time I checked, if you give birth, you take the child back home with you and care for it with your own money and not money that is handed out by the government. You don't put them on a bus and ship them to Chicago or anything like that. I haven't had a child in a while, though, so maybe things have changed. Hannah, you've recently given birth. I have. Did your baby, were they born with uh, ties to a Mexican drug cartel? Not at all. Were they, were they immediately uh, in contact with a sleeper cell of terrorists from, from Iran who are just waiting to pounce on unsuspecting Americans? Nope, he's super pure. He's super pure. And you, now, does he, do you get like $5,000 a month from the government in a hotel room and three squares a day and a cell phone for your baby, or do you have to pay for all that stuff yourself. Oh, it's all out of our pocket. Yeah, see, it seems like a very <laughs> seems like a very flawed argument on MSNBC's part, but again, it's MSNBC. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? Why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. And they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Oh, so there it is. So Joy Reid is now accusing Senator Tuberville of wanting to increase the population of Alabama because they need more slave labor uh, like back in the 1800s. Back in the day, back in Alabama, when Alabama was a slave state, they encouraged slaves to reproduce because that meant more property. They could uh, sell them at auction. They could use them to, to you know, uh, reap more, uh, more crops in the fields. It, it, you, the more slaves that you had give birth, that you had that your slaves gave birth to, the more money you could put in your pocket. 
And that's what she's equating Senator Tuberville's example to. It's a really weird, bizarre, twisted, and kind of racist rant that she goes on. But again, she does this on TikTok, not on MSNBC. The difference is it's very difficult to tell the difference between what she says on TikTok and what she would actually say on her TV show because I've heard her say things on her TV, uh, TV show that are just as equally bizarre. The poop toilet is full. For example. Uh, but basically the argument now that MSNBC is making via Joy Reid is that Republicans want to shut down the border, get rid of the illegal immigrants, and then have poor black women give birth in Alabama so that they'll do the jobs that the migrants would have done had they be, uh, been allowed to stay. None of this, of course, none of this, of course, has anything to do with either side. Increasing the birth rate and the population of the United States of America has nothing to do with illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants that come here are already of, of age, most of them in their 20s. Children are babies and they're brought up and they're bred and they're, they're shown the, the uh, you know, hopefully if you're, if you're brought up right, uh, you're shown that this is a great country. You know, a, a native born American citizen is much more patriotic and much more likely to fight for this country and, and enlist in the army or the military. A natural born citizen is much more likely to um, work hard at this country for the benefit of this country. And while nobody likes to pay taxes, a native born American citizen may be more apt to do those kinds of things. I'm not a native-born American citizen, but I'm all about all of that stuff as well. Uh, when you come here as an illegal immigrant, you're showing from the get-go that you have disrespect for the laws of this nation. Not to mention a lot of folks are coming here for nefarious reasons. Joy Reid thinks that Tommy Tuberville and the Republicans in the Senate wanting to shut down abortion and the border, uh, they're doing it for racist reasons and to create some kind of new slave-like society in Alabama. That kind of sounds slavery-ish. Slavery-ish, pardon me. Is the state me. of Alabama the we? And is, is, is that the why? I mean, you're also a white guy. Are you saying the we is white folks need more kids? Is this like a great replacement thing where you're concerned that there's not enough white people in the population versus the growth of the Latino population, the black population, the Asian American population? And so the we is white people need to make white women have more kids and that's the we and that's the why because it's a little creepy. A little handmaid's tale, don't you think? Now the irony of that last statement it's a little, it is a little creepy. This is something that the Democrats have done constantly and the media will jump on board with. They'll take a statement like we, meaning Americans, need to have more children. We need to curb abortion so that we have, and he didn't say we need to curb white abortion, black abortion, Latino abortion, didn't say any of that. It's just, you know, we need less abortion in this country. We need more American-born citizens. That's it, end of tale. But the Democrats and the media on the left are always trying to figure out how they can turn this into a racial issue and divide uh, Republicans and Democrats, divide black voters who are maybe realizing the Democrat Party isn't for them and are headed to the Republican Party, maybe take those black voters who've realized Joe Biden has done nothing for them. Joe Biden has done everything to them. Joe Biden has taken more from them than any other president in history. Maybe they realize that the four years they lived under Donald Trump, because they lived under Donald Trump for four years, were a lot better than the last four. And in fact, I was interviewed this morning by the BBC. I was interviewed this morning by a woman from the BBC. She found one of my posts on Facebook. And the post was about a Rhode Island leader of BLM who, it was a few months ago, it was right before Christmas time. There was a uh, leader of the BLM movement, Black Lives Matter in Rhode Island, who came out in favor of Donald Trump 
and who was against uh, Joe Biden and specifically Kamala Harris, who's a woman of color. And I wrote a post about that and I used a, an AI generated image of Donald Trump at a Christmas party with a bunch of African-American voters. And she wanted to interview me about the dangers of AI. <laughs> she wanted to interview me about whether or not the AI generated photo I posted on my Instagram message would cause black voters to think that Donald Trump was partying with them at a Christmas party. And that somehow I was using my Facebook page to uh, sway voters one way or the other. It's the same thing that's going on here. They, you, the, the story is that we need, uh, or the story was rather, that there was a Rhode Island Black Lives Matter leader who told a talk show host, everybody else sucks. I think right now who we have sitting in the Oval Office is a deep disappointment. I deeply have disdain for Biden, and I really dislike his vice president, Kamala Harris, as well. He came to support Trump 2024. That's the story. They don't want you to know the story. So what they do is they look at the photograph. They look at the image. Joy Reid doesn't want you to know that by increasing our American population, by encouraging American women of all races to have more children, we strengthen our economy. We strengthen our military. We strengthen our even diversity. Nobody said anything about race until Joy Reid entered the conversation. And the reason she did it is because, well, she needed people to continue to talk about her instead of the actual issues. Uh, this is something that always happens. This is something that is going to continue to happen as we get closer and closer to the election. Why? Because Joe Biden is losing more and more black voters. That you're gonna see, you're gonna see more Joy Reads popping up. You're gonna see more attacks on on Republicans. You're gonna see more claims of racism than you've ever seen before because there's less racism than there ever was before. These people that make their living by race baiting need racism to survive. If you if they didn't have racism, what would Joy Reid even talk about? If there were no if there were no ulterior motives in the Republican Party, what would Joy Reid discuss? If all black voters voted Republican or voted for Donald Trump, Joy Reid would have no show. She'd have nothing to hang her hat on. She'd have no way to feed herself and her children. That's why these people continue to do this. That's why the media continues to drive this narrative that Donald Trump is a racist, that Republicans are racist, that their policies are racist, instead of just what everybody can see them for is pro-American. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. We got to take a, a quick break. We're gearing up. Hannah, we're gearing up for America's in Jeopardy. Is that right? That's right. I'm very excited about that. Uh, we're going to get to that here in just a minute. We'll get a couple contestants for it as well. 855-940-MARK is our number if you want to play. 855-940-6275. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show coming up next. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Uh, real quick, we got Christina on the line in California. Uh, Christina, hi, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. What's going on, Christina? Well, my husband, Randy. Yes. Had you guys wish me a happy birthday, a uh, uh, Joe Biden happy birthday. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. It was your 50th birthday. Is that right? Thursday, yes. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We played the uh, Joe Biden happy birthday song. We also asked your husband what he got you, but he refused to tell us because he hadn't given it to you yet. And I'm sure he didn't want to spoil the surprise. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Your show. <laughs> what did you uh, What did you get? What did you do for your birthday, uh, Christina? I was surprised at work with a nice bouquet of roses that's and nice. some 
um, Bells of Ireland. And oh. then... Um, is that a whiskey? What is that? A Bells of... No, it's a, it's a type of uh, greenery. Oh. I was, I, Bells, when you say Bells of Ireland, I'm like, oh, that's got to be a whiskey. That's got to be a whiskey. No, no. All right, so you got some you got some lovely flowers at work. What else? I did. And then we went out to dinner and uh, to my favorite restaurant, the Anaheim White House in Anaheim. Oh, wow. That's great. And yeah. Gave me a beautiful uh, amethyst and diamond uh, tennis bracelet. That's what, that's what we were waiting for right there. Nicely done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, flowers and dinner, that's great and all, but you're, it's your 50th birthday. Where's the jewelry? Very nicely. That's That sounds like a fantastic time you had, Christina. And then Saturday, my he and my parents threw me a surprise 50th birthday party Whoa. at another awesome restaurant. Man, so. lucky. And you didn't know anything about it? Um, I kind of had some inkling. You know, uh, women, women always, they know everything. You can't keep a secret from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> especially after, especially after like fifty years, there's no way, there's no way. Well, listen, would you, uh, Christina, how would you rate your birthday on a scale of one to ten? I would say ten out of ten. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, happy birthday! We're really glad you had a great time. We're glad that uh, Randy came through for you as well, and uh, and thank you so much for that. He told us that you listen to the show too, so we definitely appreciate that. We we do. He listens while he's at work, and I listen while I'm at work. Oh, so. that's great. Now, would you ever get together like late at night and listen to the podcast together? That's very, that's fun to do. I know a lot of couples. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. See, I knew that. Look at that. That's... The couple that listens to the Mark K show together stays together. 855-940-MARK is our number. Thanks so much for calling, Christina. Quick break. When we get back, America's in jeopardy. We need two, count them, two contestants. 855-940-MARK. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Fun fact, last week you may remember that we made a pair of the $399 Never Surrender Golden Trump High Tops, but we made our own version for much less money. You remember that, Hannah? I do, Mark. Yeah, and then we auctioned off said pair of uh, golden high tops that were a ripoff of Donald Trump's for $5,500. In fact, we auctioned off two pairs, so Hannah had to make another pair. Do you remember that, Hannah? I do, Mark. And she had so much fun, and it looked so cool that I decided over the weekend, since I had some spare time, I was going to make my own pair and make a video of it and put it on my Facebook page, which I did. I went back out. These people, by the way, at the Ross Dress for Less must think I'm nuts. This is the third <laughs> pair of black Puma high top sneakers I've purchased in the past like week. And I got and I went out of my driveway and I filmed myself. I, I'll be honest with you. I did not take as much time and effort and care as Hannah did when she made hers. But again, I wasn't selling mine for $5,500. I was just making I didn't a, know I was either. You didn't eat, Well, the second, the second pair, pair you did. did. Yeah, the second pair you did. Um, and so uh, and so then I wore them to work today. Look, see, look what's on my feet. They look so good. I thought they looked pretty good. I wore them to work today, and I was, I was downstairs in the lobby, and I was talking to uh, a, one of the women that works in the uh, main office, and one of the producers from another radio show walked out and he stopped looking at me and goes, are those the Trump sneakers? <laughs> and I said, sort of, but like he looked, like he stopped and looked and he was like, oh my God, I was almost the coolest person he'd ever met. Until? Be until he found out that they were just shoes that I spray painted from Ross <laughs> Dress for Less. 
Uh, but he goes, wow, those are, he goes, from a distance, those are really good. Those really had me. So I think, uh, so I'm going to wear so these. Sweet. I'm going to wear these a lot. But I'll be honest with you, they do look good. Like from a distance, just walking around, they look like just some cool gold Trump kicks. Yeah. But they're not. They're spray painted. The One of the tees fell off earlier this morning. And I actually had this, <laughs> I didn't do as good. I don't know what it was. Like two, like both the tees fell off of the tongue. So I had like tealess tongues. And so I had to take the tees and I had to glue them and I had to stick the tees back on the tongues because you can't have a tongue without a tee. And uh, and so, and then I got super glue on my. I actually glued. This was weird. this has never happened to me because you know when you super glue things, sometimes you get a little on your finger, uh, you know, yes. or, and it just makes this hard shell. Yeah. I don't know. I must have used too much glue, or I must have pointed or something. The glue got between my finger and my nail, and actually glued my nail. So, like you know, how you can dig under yeah. your fingernail. I couldn't do that this morning. I had to like scrape it all out. It was it had glued my nail shut. Which will keep dirt from getting in it and all that kind of thing, but basically, probably it's not, um, probably not very healthy. But anyway, we have those two pairs of shoes, and they will be uh, they will be headed out the door um, this Wednesday. I'm keeping mine, and if you'd like to see the video that I shot in my own driveway of me making my Donald Trump $399 golden high top never surrender sneakers, then just go to uh, go to my Facebook page eight five five nine four zero Marcus Armber. You can see it there. Do you have any remaining gold spray paint? I do. Why? What would you like to spray paint next? I have these $10 white sandals that I'm never going to wear because they're white. Yeah. But I would love to spray paint them gold. Fun fact. Here's what we've learned. And we'll get back to the game in a minute. We'll get back to the show in just a minute. <laughs> this is this is something that's important. If you anything at all that you have laying around your house that is old or dilapidated or needs to be freshened up in any way, shape, or form, spray painting it gold makes it look not just as good as new, but even better. Yeah. We have a little end table. It was this red end table with a wooden top, and it was kind of old and beat up, and it was red. And nobody, it was just kind of weird. Like, it didn't really fit in. Right. Looked like something, I, I think we may have had it in the kids' room. And my wife said, what do we do with that? I wish, she goes, I wish it were a different color. So I went out, I took the top off, and I got gold spray paint, and I spray painted it gold, and I put the top back on, and it's still in our living room. And I have to tell you, it looks like something you would get at Restoration Hardware for like five grand. Really? It's a, gold spray paint is amazing. Uh, anything you spray paint gold. So uh, yeah, I'll bring it in tomorrow and you Fantastic. can go You can go out back by the alligator and spray paint whatever okay, you want. Cool. <laughs> uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, enough shoe talk. Again, that video is on my Facebook page if you want to go check it out. Either one of them, the new one or the old one, you can see it there. But in the meantime, uh, let's get to some uh, Let's get to some America's in Jeopardy, shall we? Here we go. We got the board all set up. We got all the, uh, we got all the, we got all the categories, which we'll get to in just a minute. But first, we need two contestants for America's in Jeopardy. Shall we meet our first contestant? We shall. Oh, good. Well, it looks like we got John checking in from Ohio. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine, Mark. How are you? Doing great. John, are you on some kind of speakerphone or Bluetooth device? Um, well, I'm on my cell phone. I have it on speaker. Yeah, I'm right. Well, okay. In my office. Yeah, so that would be a speakerphone. Can you take it off speakerphone for me and just hold it to your ear? All should have been. Hello? Yes. Oh, you there? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm old. It took me a little while. Yeah, yeah no, I got it. Older I get, than you are. No problem. More problem. More problem. Actually, I'm eight, actually, I'm 18 years older than you are. <laughs> oh, well, don't don't age yourself. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty old. All right, uh, John, you're going to be playing against Aaron in Ohio. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, doing great, Aaron. How old are you? Just kidding. We don't. It's not necessary for you to share that information with us. Well, uh, I'm 50. Oh, oh, good. All right. Oh, look, look at that. That's fantastic. You, me, and that woman that just celebrated a birthday with her amethyst uh, tennis bracelet. All right, John, Aaron, Aaron, John. Here's what we're gonna do. 
we are going to play America's in Jeopardy, which means we're going to give you some categories. There's going to be dollar amounts, one, two, or $300 under each category. You do not win any money whatsoever. We should point out, that's very, the lawyers and the accountants have made us point that out. You don't win any cash. You win a Marque Show prize pack, but we use the money to keep track of who's ahead. Uh, you get to pick any category you want, and since it's Jeopardy style, we will give you the answer. You must provide us with the question. Does that make sense to anybody? John, Aaron, do you guys have any questions before we, we begin? No. No, okay, good. John, we're going to start with you. You can pick a dollar amount in any one of the four following categories. Today's categories are Tricky Nikki, Inside Vivek Ramaswamy, Name That Trump, and Bite Me. What would you like, John, and for how much? I will have to start with Bite Me. Bite Me. Or... <laughs> 300. Uh, here we go. 300 for bite me. Listen carefully and uh, tell us the question to this answer. Joe Biden's gaffes and lies often cause his staffers to bite this object, a common colloquialism meaning to keep quiet. What is their tongue? What is that? Bite your tongue. That is correct. John, great job. All right, out of the gate, you got yourself $300, and that puts you firmly in the lead. But Aaron gets to pick now. Aaron, Tricky Nikki, Inside Vivek Ramaswamy, name that Trump or bite me. What would you like next? Let's go with Tricky Nikki for $300. All right, Tricky Nikki for $300. Here we go. Nikki Haley's parents were both born in this Asian country. Oh. What is uh, Vietnam? Vietnam. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. India is where they were born. Nikki Haley's uh, parents were born in India. I just looked this up the other day. You what? I just looked this up the other day because she claims she's brown, and I want to know where what what she was. Yeah. I learned that her first name is not Nikki, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's It's short for uh, Nick, uh, I don't forget her name. Uh, but it was India. She's Indian. She was the second Indian governor after uh, um, the guy from Louisiana. That's okay. Where did you look it up, by the way? Uh, I think I just looked it up on Google. Oh, that's a problem right there. That's a problem. They make stuff up all the time. <laughs> they think that the Pope's a woman, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Um, all right, Aaron, no points awarded, but still anyone's game. John, we go back to you. Would you like Tricky Nikki? Inside Vivek Ramaswamy, name that Trump or bite me. Name that Trump for 300. All right, here we go. Name that Trump. Listen carefully. Eric's wife and soon to be co chair of the RNC. Who is Laura Trump? Who is Laura Trump? That is correct. Yeah, that is correct. It's Lara Trump. And I saw her name misspelled all day today on X. It's L-A-R-A. Lara Trump. Nicely done. You're up to 600. All right, Aaron, let's get you on the board. Are you ready? I am. Would you like Tricky Nikki inside Vivek Ramaswamy? Name that Trump or bite me. Let's go with bite me. <laughs> let's go or with bite me for one or 200. 200. 200. All right, here we go. Listen carefully. Dog belonging to Joe Biden who has bitten more than 24 Secret Service agents and White House staffers. Who is Commander? That is correct. 
nicely done, Aaron. You got a commander has bitten over 24 Secret Service agents and staff had to be removed Crazy. from the way. Isn't that nuts? That's wild. All right, John, back to you. Tricky Nikki inside Vivek Ramaswamy. Name that Trump or bite me. What would you like next? I'm going to go out on a limb and try Vivek Ramaswamy for 300. All right. Inside Vivek Ramaswamy, the answer, I'm sorry, the question will be, uh, something that you can find using the letters that spell out Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> so the answer will be uh, created by the letters inside the name Vivek Ramaswamy. You got that? Yes. All right, perfect. Uh, this includes parkas, boots, goggles, and other fashionable items you may don while hitting the slopes in Breckenridge. Will those letters all? Do they have to all be in the same? You know, in order for it. No, or? it's you can just you can use whatever as long as the letters they'll all appear inside Vivek Ramaswamy. You can jumble them up as much as you need to. This okay, includes. What's the question? Yeah. What, this, what's the answer again? This includes parkas, boots, goggles, and other fashionable items you may don while hitting the slopes in Breckenridge. What is ski attire? Ooh, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. What is ski wear? Ski wear. <laughs> it was close, but yeah, there's it's no hard. there's no tease in the fake Ramaswamy, so it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be attire. That's okay. That's okay. Aaron, back to you. Would you like Tricky Nikki inside Vivek Ramaswamy? Name that Trump or bite me. Let's go with Tricky Nikki for two. Tricky Nikki for two. All right, here we go. Listen carefully. Give us the answer to this question. Nikki Haley attended this South Carolina university, as did Nancy O'Dell and quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Uh, university of South Carolina. What is the University of South Carolina? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. What is Clemson? University is what we're looking for. Clemson University. That was my second guess. Yeah, that's always everyone's. <laughs> it was either cocks or tigers, and you picked the wrong uh, animal. That's a bummer. Uh, that's all right. Still, listen, it's still only 600 to 200. It's still anybody's ball game. John, here we go. Are you ready for your next one? Yes, sir. Tricky Nikki for 100. Inside Vivek Ramaswamy for one or two. Name that Trump for one or 200. Or bite me for 100 bucks. What would you like? Name that Trump for two. All right. Youngest Trump and also the tallest Trump clocking in at six foot seven inches. That's insanity. I didn't realize he was that tall. It's tall. It's tall. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss here because the youngest one is still under 18 and I don't think he's all that tall. Uh, youngest Trump and also the tallest Trump clocking in at six foot seven inches. Yeah. Uh, what? Is, okay. Uh, who is? Um, um, oh gosh. Five it, seconds. Royal type. Royal type name. Who is? Uh, Three. Two. I'm up to old. I lose. <laughs> we were looking for Baron Trump. Yeah, yeah. I. I couldn't get it. Who is Baron Trump? Oh, that's like, wow. No, and he is tall, man. That kid shot up. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know what they're feeding him, but he is. It's crazy that he's six foot seven. He's one of the tallest people I've ever seen in my entire life. All right, Aaron, tricky Nikki for a hundred inside Vivek Ramaswamy for one or two. Name that Trump or bite me each for a hundred dollars. What would you like? 
Let's do inside Vivek Ramaswamy for two. Good. Remember, <laughs> the uh, question will be, you'll be able to spell it with uh, letters inside Vivek Ramaswamy. A large group of flying insects that attack in unison. What is a swarm? That is correct. <laughs> Nicely done. You got yourself 200 bucks. It's, uh, you got 400 total. John, right. here we go. Coming down to the wire. Tricky Nikki inside Vivek Ramaswamy. Name that Trump or bite me for 100 bucks. What would you like? Bite me for 100. All right, here we go. This is exciting. In a campaign speech in 2020, Joe Biden bit this part of his wife's anatomy while she was speaking to a crowd of supporters. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, boy. I, you know, I'd like to say a certain part, but I'm going to say ear. What is, what is her ear? Bitter ear, yeah. That's <laughs> like they pulled a Mike Tyson on her. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was incorrect. It was her finger. It was her finger. She pointed, and he reached out and just took a nibble right off. It was the creepiest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Aaron, Tricky Nikki, inside Vivek Ramaswamy, or name that Trump. What would you like? Name that Trump. All right, for 100 bucks. here we go. Eldest son who shares his father's name. Who is Don Jr.? I mean, if you didn't get that one right, I would have just ended the game right here. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. That is right. You are down only $100. John, Tricky Nikki, or inside Vivek Ramaswamy, what would you like as your final question? I'm going to go with Tricky Nikki. Right, tricky Nikki. Nikki Haley comes from this state, which she also lost to Donald Trump in the primary this weekend. What is South Carolina? Which gives you a total of $700, which means, Aaron, I'm sorry, there's no way you can match him. John, congratulations. You win. Congratulations, John. Oh. Thank you. Oh, you, were, you, you played well. You played well. Oh, that is, yeah, everyone, I think everyone did a smashing job. And let's not talk, let's not forget the host of the game also. Good job, Mark. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hang on one second, uh, John. We're going to hook you up with the Mark K Show prize pack. Everybody else, don't go anywhere. Stay right where you are. More Mark K Show is on the way right after this. Mark K, 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. I do want to get back to the uh, ongoing saga that the Democrats have in trying to explain away Donald Trump's popularity in these primaries and make it seem like winning is, is losing, uh, which the Democrats, I mean, only the Democrat media can do. Uh, first, though, Hannah had a lovely story about a new friend she made yesterday at the nursery. I did. Tell everyone what happened to you at the nursery yesterday, Hannah. So I was working in the nursery. At church. At church. Yeah. And there's this girl who's the same age as I am. Yeah. And she's like in the same place in life and everything. And she's yeah. really nice. Yeah. And I wanted to be her friend, but I didn't know how to do that organically. And so I said, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Do you have a lot of friends? And she said, no, I have like one because she just moved here. Yeah. And her and her husband did. And I said, oh, do you want more? She goes, I would love more. And I said, great. Do you want to be friends? And she said, yes, we can go on walks. Great. I know. So I have a new friend. And you're going on walks? We're going to go on walks. Yeah, we're healthy. You're, you are. That's good to know. No, well, that's good to how know. How dare you? I like to work out. That's you, fine. however. So you and your new friend are going on walks together. We're going to, yeah. Are you going to do anything else? Or is that just like, are you just her walking she friend? She invited me to join the church softball league. Yeah. Like she didn't say, hey, let's go get some drinks one night. Let's have a girls night or Galentine's Day. No, it was just like, let's go for walks. Yeah. I mean, All right. No, baby steps. 
Okay. See what I did there? Very funny. Because you meant the nursery and you're yeah, going yeah, for yeah. walks. It's good. Baby steps. Uh, hey, congratulations on your new friend. Thanks. How many does that make now? Like three. Oh, good. Well, you're almost, <laughs> almost as three more than I have. 855-940-MARK. Quick break more about what's really going on uh, in the Democrat Party with these Trump numbers next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquez Show. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We appreciate it. Uh, I can't believe we only have one hour left and so much still uh, to get to. If there's something you want to comment on, you can give us a buzz, 855-940-MARK. We'll grab some of your phone calls. Uh, also, if you want to be Hannah's friend, she's looking for some walking buddies. Where are you walking to? Do you know? I should announce that. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Well, you just said you had a, a new friend you made at the nursery. Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods? Just walking around the neighborhoods? Yeah, so you might see us in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's great. That's, no, that's Are you taking your kids walking with you too? Is that she part of the She doesn't have thing? any kids yet. Oh, but she was working in the nursery? Yeah. You said you guys were in the same kind of le like well, place like in she, your lives. Well, yeah. Like she loves Jesus. I love Jesus. Oh, okay. She I see. just got married. I recently got married. Yeah. Does it count as recently? I mean, it's been like three years. Yeah, it's going on three. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I know you're not technically newlyweds anymore. No, but we're, you know, and they're going to have a baby soon. Okay, good. All right. So that's good. Well, that's great. So, no, you, I'm, I'm proud of you and your, uh, of your new friend. That's exciting. Thank you very much. That's exciting. 855. <laughs> not, by the way, I tried to do, speaking of which, I tried to do my thing today where I walk around and say hi to six people. There wasn't six people. I don't, I kid you not, I thought it was a holiday. I walked out the door to like, you know, where the offices are. They were all closed and locked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, okay, let me go the other way. And I went down the long hallway. There's literally 10 offices on the long hallway. Yeah. Every single one of them closed and locked, but not like they're in a meeting or something. Like they never showed up for work today. Yeah. And I, and really I probably counted maybe three people in this entire building when I was walking around. So I went downstairs and I asked uh, the lady who works at the front desk, I go, is it a holiday? And she said, no. And I go, because there's literally nobody at work today. And she goes, you're here. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, right. But my question is, should I not be? Like, am I, miss, am I missing out on some PTO? What's going on? Um, so I, I really only, I think I'm only at two people today. Well, no, because I talked to her. That'd be three. Oh, and then the producer asked me about my Donald Trump shoes. I'm, right. at, I'm at three people. I got to hunt down two more people before I leave or else I'm going to have to go to confession. 855-940-MARK oh. is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, let's get back to Donald Trump and how the the left has this weird, I don't know where it's coming from. I guess it's I guess it's from panic. Um, but all over after Donald, after Nikki, Nikki Haley lost. I mean, we should clarify that. Nikki Haley lost in South Carolina. I know it doesn't seem like it because she, she continues to fight. I said earlier this week that no matter what, happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. Okay, so she said she's going to continue to run for president. Keep in mind, Nikki Haley is not running for president anymore. That ship has sailed. There will be no Nikki, or President Nikki Haley in 2024, at least, that's not going to happen. It's either going to be President Donald Trump or President whoever uh, they put in place of Joe Biden when he finally tumbles down the little steps on Air Force One. So that's where we're headed. Nikki Haley is only in this race for Nikki Haley at this point. She's not in this race for you. She's not in this race for South Carolinians. She's not in this race for Americans. She's not in this race to be a foil to Donald Trump. She's not in this race because she still believes she's the only person that can beat Joe Biden in the, in the general election. She can't even beat Donald Trump. 
And so she's running this race specifically for Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley for a very long time, because again, she ain't got no job. She's not a governor of anything. She's not an ambassador of anything. She doesn't own a corporation or a company. She's just Nikki Haley, a presidential candidate. And the longer she's Nikki Haley presidential candidate, the longer her campaign can take care of her. I mean, think about this. She is traveling on private jets. She is put it up in luxury hotels. She can empty the mini bar and order room service and do all some kinds of great things. She's going out every single day and meeting people and getting more free meals and God knows what else. She's standing on stage and people are cheering and yelling her name. She's living her best life. Doesn't matter that she can't win a contest to save it. Her best life is right now. And she doesn't want to get, why would you want to give that up? Why would you want to give up five-star hotels and luxury travel? Why would you want to give up people sh chanting your name and screaming when you got on stage and holding up signs that say, pick Nikki and I love you, Nikki, and signing autographs and all that kind of stuff just to go home where it's an empty house because we all know now her husband is deployed. We appreciate his service and it's very sad for her, but she's got nothing else to do. Why would she sit at home in Columbia or wherever she lives and do nothing when she could be out there doing something and it doesn't cost her a gosh darn dime? I mean, I would stay on the campaign trail as long as, yeah, yeah, I know I'm going to lose, but can we get some more champagne and strawberries up here? Because I'm feeling a little peckish. Book me an appointment at the spa before my next town hall because I need to, I need to loosen up and just charge it to the campaign. She's been getting millions and millions of dollars from the Cokes and from everyone else. And she's been spending it, I mean, like, like no one else in history. She has spent more on four losing campaigns than I think any other candidate has uh, ever. I don't know that for a fact, but it just seems like it. And with inflation, I would have to imagine that that's probably, that's probably an accurate statement. Um, if she gives it up and she goes home, then she's losing the one thing she has left, and that's clout. Think about this. Every time Nikki Haley goes out somewhere, every time Nikki Haley has an event, every time Nikki Haley does anything, she's collecting signatures, she's collecting email addresses, she's connecting, collecting phone numbers. These are all right now potential future customers. Potential future customers. These are people that she can put in her future bank, as the great Dan Kennedy calls it. When you have somebody's email address, when you have their phone number, you can contact them in the future and ask them to do whatever it is you want. That's your future bank of individuals. You want, and when Nikki Haley writes her book, she's going to have so many built-in people to buy it. She can just hit send on an email and she can reach them all and sell her book and become an international bestseller immediately. If Nikki Haley has some merchandise she wants to sell or maybe she's coming, she's going on a speaking tour and she wants to sell tickets or you can meet Nikki Haley and have dinner with her for the low, low price of only $699 a couple. Whatever Nikki Haley is going to do in her next venture, which will not be president of the United States, Nikki Haley will have a built-in customer base. Take it from me. I know how this works. Every time you buy something from the Mark K Show, everyone who's purchased a copy of my books, which by the way, Go Trump Yourself is still on sale, available now, shipping in March. Uh, if Every time you buy a book from me, we know how to get in touch with you and let you know about the next book. Every time you buy a t-shirt or a beanie or a hat, we know how to get in touch with you when we've got a new t beanie or t-shirt or hat ready to go. When we go on a tour, which one day we will, rest assured, we will book the venues, we will make sure that we've got great content, we're going to plan a fantastic evening, and then we're going to send out an email saying, hey, tickets are now on sale. Come see the Mark K Show live in Dayton and Tulsa and Orlando and wherever else we happen to go. That's how this thing works. And what Nikki Haley is doing right now is not running for president. She is collecting future customers for Nikki Haley Incorporated. 
Not only that, but the longer she's on the campaign trail, the more she badmouths Donald Trump, the more she can go to these never Trump organizations and lobbyist groups and say, hey, look, I'm a viable name. I'm a big ticket person. You can put me on your board and people will pay attention. You can put me on your board and I'll sign this paper or do that interview. In fact, the talking head market for Trump hating Republicans is huge. And I'm not just talking about I'm not just talking about Chris Christie. In fact, the people that are going to really lose out, Donald Trump's not going to lose out. Whatever MSNBC says, he's not going to lose anything. Donald Trump's going to go right into November. He's going to win the uh, primary. He's going to be the nominee. He's probably going to trounce Biden and the rest is history. Nikki Haley's not going to lose out. She's going to be the number one choice for Trump-hating talking heads on the news organizations and the news media. You know who's going to lose out? Chris Christie. Before Nikki Haley came along on her anti-Trump crusade, Chris Christie was looking, staring down lucrative contracts from ABC and potentially CNN and MSNBC. He was going to be the biggest, pun totally intended, never Trump, Trump-hating, talking head from the Republican Party on all of these networks. Because it's one thing for Joy Reid or Rachel Maddow or George Snuffleupagus or Jake Tapper. It's one thing for them to get on television on their Trump-hating networks and hate on Trump. But man, it's so much better if they could get a quote-unquote Republican to do it. And until Nikki Haley planted her flag in the never Trump, Trump-hating Republican cat uh, category, Chris Christie was the biggest name in the business. Again, pun totally intended. But now Nikki Haley's threatening to take some of his money uh, out of his pocket. Um, and that is, that is something that's detrimental to him. So she's running for Nikki Haley at this point. And it behooves her to continue going as long as she possibly can until the money runs out. Now, uh, Donald Trump, on the other hand, is running to be president. And even though he's beating Nikki Haley in every contest, the Democrats can't have that. They can't have you believe, more importantly, they can't have their voting bloc believe that Donald Trump is that popular. They've spent the last three and a half years trying to tell you that Donald Trump is a liar, a cheat, a treasonist, an insurrectionist, a criminal, a corrupt individual, a rapist, what, you name it, man. Everything that they could throw at Donald Trump, they've thrown at Donald Trump, and people still don't buy it. They can't have their viewers thinking that this guy who they've said is basically the devil incarnate is going to be the next president of the United States. So they're trying to twist it and turn it. We've already played you what MSNBC said. MSNBC wants you to believe that every time Donald Trump wins, he loses. I don't know what Haley's motivations are, whether it's 2028 or to be no labels candidate um, or just the amazing psychological boost of being the last person standing when exactly. all the rest are bending the knee and kissing the ring. Um, but whatever it is, uh, it's bleeding Trump for November. There's also uh, DNYUZ. They're also posting uh, a little bit of propaganda. Three theories why Trump's primary results are not matching expectations. Donald Trump has won every one of the primaries by double digits, yet they're not matching expectations. It's still early in the primary season, but a whiff of a possible polling error is already in the air. That's because Donald J. Trump has underperformed the polls in each of the first three contests. In Iowa, the final 538 polling average showed Mr. Trump leading Nikki Haley by 34 points with a 53% share. He ultimately beat her by 32 points with a 51% share. So they're saying this is bad news for Donald Trump because he was polling to beat Nikki Haley with 53%, but he only beat her with 51%. In New Hampshire, he led by 18 points with 54%. In the end, he won by 11 points with, well, 
54%. So he still got the percentage that he was supposed to get, but it was only 11 points, not 18. In South Carolina, Mr. Trump led by 28 points with 62%. He ultimately won by 20 points with 60%. A double-digit victory over the former governor of the state that you're in is a massive victory. But they're trying to tell you that this is a warning sign for Donald Trump going into the election, much like they're doing on MSNBC. In the scheme of primary polls, there aren't especially large misses. In fact, they're more accurate than average. But with Mr. Trump faring well in early general election polls against President Biden, even a modest Trump underperformance in the polls is worth some attention. Then they came up with three theories. Theory number one, undecided voters undecided voters one simple explanation is that undecided voters ultimately backed ms haley the former south carolina governor this is plausible mr trump is a well-known candidate even a de facto incumbent if you're a republican who at this point doesn't know if you support mr trump you're probably not just especially inclined toward the former president it's easy to see how you might end up supporting his challenger Theory number two, the electorate. Another possibility is that the polls simply got the makeup of the electorate wrong. In this theory, pollsters did a good job of measuring the people they intended to measure, but they were measuring the wrong electorate. In particular, they did not include enough of the Democratic-leaning voters who turned out to support Ms. Haley. It's impossible to prove, but I think this is probably a major factor. It's always relatively hard to predict the makeup of the electorate in a presidential primary, but the large number of Democratic-leaning voters motivated to defeat Mr. Trump is a particularly great challenge this cycle. So once again, Democrats coming to the aid of Nikki Haley. And theory number three, a hidden Biden vote. If you're a Democrat, hoping the polls are underestimating Mr. Biden in the general election, your best-case scenario is the polls are wrong because there's a hidden Biden vote, or at least a hidden anti-Trump vote. In this theory, the polls did well in modeling the electorate while undecided voters split between the candidates. But anti-Trump voters weren't as likely to take surveys as pro-Trump voters. If this theory were true, then the general election polls might be underestimating Mr. Biden by just as much as they've underestimated Ms. Haley. These three theories, by the way, are all just theories. But there's one theory that in my mind, my well-trained and constantly thinking mind, is actually not just the most plausible, but also the most probable that the mainstream media has neglected to include. And I will share that probable and plausible theory with you right after this. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We'll grab some of your phone calls too, because why the heck not? 855-940-MARK. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Mark K Show right after this. <laughs> The Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. Real quick, Sue is in South Carolina. I'm going to get to that theory in just a minute, but Sue's in South Carolina, the scene of the crime. <laughs> uh, Sue, good morning. Thanks so much for, or good afternoon, rather. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say about the primary over the weekend and, and these theories as to why Donald Trump underperformed by only getting 20% more votes than Nikki and not 22% as he was uh, polled, as the polling suggested? The reason is you can vote Democrat, you can vote in either the Democratic or the Republican primary. You don't have to register. So 
the primary is open. So a lot of people did not go vote Democratic primary. They waited and they voted in the Republican to vote for Nikki and vote against Donald Trump. Because you can only vote in one primary is what you're saying. Right. Doesn't yeah. matter which one. Right. You can only vote in one. Yeah. This is why we still have Senator Graham here, because they do the same thing with people running against him. Oh, did you hear, by the way, Lindsey Graham get booed at, when Donald Trump introduced him? He always gets booed. No, I know. <laughs> that is 100 percent. That is 100 percent true. But yeah, no, you brought up a great point. And you're right about that. It is an open primary state as well. You can only vote in one primary. So we're sure there's some Democrats that decided to vote for Nikki Haley. There's another theory, though. There's another theory that to me is just so blatantly obvious and plausible. And Sue, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. But something that the media does not even want to bring, they don't even want to suggest it. And I think it's actually more of a warning sign to Republicans than anything else. I think that the reason Donald Trump won in South Carolina by fewer votes than anyone thought, and the reason that the, the Republican Party should be wary of the vote in November, oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to need way more time than this. All right, I'll tell you what that reason is, and I'll play the audio of Lindsey Graham getting booed right after this. Don't go anywhere. You're going to love it. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquez Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thanks so much for joining us today, folks. We really appreciate it. I have Lindsey Graham getting booed uh, at the Trump rally, ready to go. But first, Lee and Fernandina Beach wanted to say something about Nikki Haley. Hi, Lee. How are you? What's on your mind, sir? Excellent talk. So glad I waited. All right. Uh, <laughs> 855-940-MARK is our number. So, Lindsay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that final theory, but I, I promise you I'd play. This is Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. The Donald, Donald Trump had just declared victory. It was, a, it was a, I mean, it was minutes, minutes after the uh, polls closed, the results came in, and Donald Trump was, he was declared the winner almost instantaneously. So he came out, he gave a speech, and then, you know, what, as is typical, he thanked a lot of the people who helped him out in South Carolina. He brought up on stage with him a lot of, the um, a lot of the uh, you know folks in South Carolina, Governor McMaster was there. Uh, oh, this is funny. The owner of the New York Jets, a guy by the name of Woody Johnson, was also on stage. I don't know what Woody Johnson did to help Donald Trump win in South Carolina, uh, but maybe he could help the Jets win uh, any of their games. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, but he was, you know, he was on, uh, he was on the stage there as well. But he, Donald Trump brings up Lindsey Graham. Listen to how the hometown crowd, South Carolina, this is how they relate to and welcome their own elected senator, Lindsey Graham. Another man, not a lot of people know him. He doesn't do too much television. He happens to be a little bit uh, further left than some of the people on the stage. But I always say. When I'm in trouble on the left, I call up Lindsey Graham and he straightens it out so fast. And I'll tell you, no, 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 no. Remember, remember. Donald Trump, by the way, is totally he's taken off. guard. He didn't expect it. 
He didn't. This is a, the, one of the rare moments where Donald Trump does something on stage and does not get the reaction that he expected. Uh, he, <laughs> I think he's a little shocked that they're booing Lindsey Graham. There's been times in the past where he's in, uh, introduced people and he knew the reaction he was going to get, but I don't think he knew this time. Oh, no. No, no. Remember. Remember. What? Him. He's a good man. Come up here, Lindsay. Come up here, Lindsay. By the way, if anyone ever says, you know, Donald Trump supporter, supporters just blindly, they, whatever Donald Trump says they'll do, Donald Trump supporters just blindly follow Donald Trump. Donald Trump supporters don't think for themselves. Anyone who ever tells you that, just play them this clip of Lindsey Graham getting booed despite Donald Trump telling the crowd he's a great guy. Remember... I love him. He's a good man. Come up here, Lindsay. Come up here, Lindsay. Come here. Okay. Are you ready? No, I'm not. I'm 100% not ready. Uh, <laughs> no, no one's ready. No one's ready for the what Lindsey Graham has to say. Anyway, 855-940-MARK is our number. Let's get back to this theory. So the theories that we shared so far, the theories that, the three theories that they've printed now in the media that try to explain why Donald Trump is in a bad position. Donald Trump came through and, and won handedly by double digits four of the first contests or the first four contests for the Republican nomination. He won in Iowa. He beat Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. He won in New Hampshire where he beat Nikki Haley. He won in Nevada, where he beat everybody. And he won in South Carolina, where he beat Nikki Haley. And Nick, Nikki Haley, fun fact, she didn't even do as well in Iowa as people thought. She was supposed to be number two. She came in number three to Ron DeSantis, who realized it was game over for him and went back to Tallahassee to uh, do his job as governor. And they've said one of the reasons is undecided voters who at the last moment could have voted for Nikki Haley over Donald Trump one is the electorate was misjudged by the pollsters and they didn't realize how many people were more Democrat leaning than Republican leaning. Uh, it's a difficult metric to measure when you're polling. And then the third thing they said was the hidden Biden vote, or at least the hidden anti-Trump vote. People who didn't poll either way, but then would come out for Nikki Haley over Donald Trump because they like Joe Biden more than they do Donald Trump. And we just spoke to Sue in South Carolina who said, I can attest to that. There are Democrats in this state who are allowed to vote in the Republican primary and would happily come out and vote for Donald Trump, uh, vote for Nikki Haley over Donald Trump to try to skew the voting. But in the general election, they don't have the same right. In the general election, they can't come out and vote unless they're registered Republican. I mean, they can, I mean, they're going to go out and vote rather, but they're not going to vote for Nikki Haley. They're going to vote for their man, Joe Biden. And Joe Biden will get the Democrats and Donald Trump will get the Republicans. And Donald Trump will probably also get a lot more of the Democrats this time around because the only other choice they have is Joe Biden. And more Democrats are dissatisfied with Joe Biden than Republicans are with Donald Trump this time around. But there's another theory that they've neglected to share, which I believe is the most obvious theory as to why Donald Trump underperformed. And again, underperform is a, is a horrible term. Donald Trump polled in South Carolina at 28 points with 62% of the vote. He ultimately won by 20 points with 60% of the vote. Any other candidate 
Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Tim Scott, any other candidate beating Nikki Haley in her home state by 20 points, it's a that's a massive victory. The story is totally different. Oh my gosh, what happened to Nikki? Oh my gosh, this outlier came out of nowhere and destroyed Nikki Haley in her own state. Why does South Carolina hit Nikki, hate Nikki Haley? Donald Trump wins by 20 points in Nikki Haley's state, home state, and all of a sudden the narrative is, it's curtains for Trump. There's no way he can beat Biden now. But think about this. After winning in Iowa, after winning in New Hampshire, and after winning in Nevada, and after seeing the poll numbers in South Carolina, is it not possible that maybe Donald Trump lost two percentage points to Republicans who decided he was going to win anyway, I'm going to go to the beach? Or Republicans who said he's going to win anyway, I'm going to go visit my sister in Virginia for the weekend, or he's going to win anyway, I'm going to take a long nap or clean the house or the garage or take the car in or hang out with my kids. I, he's going to win anyway, so we're going to go up to Carowinds or we're going to go see some basketball game. He's going to win anyway, so I'm just going to do something other than haul my cookies out and vote on Saturday. And sure enough, he won anyway. But that's the theory the overwhelming victory theory. Donald Trump's victory was overwhelming to begin with. He was polling at high numbers. Everyone knew he was going to trounce Nikki Haley. Everyone knew she didn't have a chance. So maybe a group of voters said, we're just not going to vote. It doesn't matter anyway. Now, that could explain the error in the polling. It's also a bad habit to get into. And that's something that the Republican Party really needs to work at. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that it's probable and plausible. And I think it's much more probable and much more plausible than any of these other theories. And when it comes down to the general election, I really hope that these same people who maybe didn't take the time to vote on Saturday, who maybe thought Donald Trump's a shoe in I don't need to vote, he's going to win South Carolina anyway, I hope to God they don't do the same thing in the general, because that's where the voting is going to be crucial. It's always crucial. And that's why early voting is such a thing. Think about this. If you knew that you were going to be out of town on Saturday or you weren't going to make it to the primary, wouldn't it be great if you voted early, got into the habit of voting early? The Democrats vote early and they tend to win more elections as of late than they lose. Wouldn't it be great if we could start to train Republicans that voting early is a viable option, especially if you know, for whatever reason, you are not going to be around on election day? Wouldn't it be great if you voted early and we actually knew that your candidate was going to have the substantial lead before the polls opened on election day? Wouldn't it be great if you voted early and that way come election day, if there's a snowstorm or a tsunami or the second coming of Jesus or if the power went out or they ran out of ballots or, oh, the machines are down or, oh, there's a bad accident or some kind of water main leak or breakage or whatever. Wouldn't it be great if you didn't wait till election day so none of these acts of God or acts of man could interfere with your ability to vote? That's, I think, the biggest problem that the, the Republican Party has. And that's why it's so crucial and so important that the Republican Party, now that Ronna McDaniel has officially retired, finds somebody new to lead them who will change the mindset of the voters and inspire the voters to figure out a way to embrace those things Democrats have been doing that help them win elections. Our good friend Laura Trump was at CPAC uh, on day one, and she spoke about that very thing. So some of you may have heard that I've had the great honor of being endorsed by my father-in-law, President Trump, 
to co-chair the Republican National Committee. <laughs> I got some fans in here, okay. You guys like this idea. Well, I'll tell you guys, this is a position for which I never imagined I would run, but I also never imagined that our country would be in such dire straits. It is time for change. It is time to fight. And it is time to win, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay? And that is the difference between Ronna McDaniel and Laura Trump. Ronna McDaniel, for years, has had a system that is an old school system. In 2016, she got Donald Trump to do rallies in Michigan. She got Donald Trump to do fundraisers in Michigan. She took the money and she poured it into television. She poured it into advertising. She poured it into negative campaign ads against Hillary Clinton. And they won Michigan and Donald Trump won Pennsylvania and Donald Trump won Wisconsin. And all of a sudden, Ronna McDaniel was heralded as a hero and she was given the helms of the RNC. But that doesn't work anymore. The Democrats have changed the rules of the game, and it doesn't matter how much money you can raise. It doesn't matter how many ads you buy. What matters is how many people fill out ballots, whether they're allowed to or not. How many people fill out ballots? How many people get to the polls? How many legal ballots are counted? How many illegal ballots are counted? This is where the elections are won and lost. And so now when you donate to the Donald Trump campaign, when you donate to the RNC, when you donate to the Republican Party, when you say, hey, I want to make sure that I'm doing my part so that we can have strong conservative leadership in Washington, when you're doing that, what you need to realize is you need somebody who's going to spend that money on things that actually win campaigns. And Ronna McDaniel was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on flowers because she wanted the floral arrangements at the fundraiser to be pretty. Because if the floral arrangements were pretty, people were going to stroke bigger checks. And if they stroked bigger checks, then she could have even nicer, prettier flowers at the next fundraiser. And oh yes, they could also buy some TV ads and some radio ads. And while I'm all about radio ads, and while radio is the best form of advertising on the planet, it's not how you get people out on election day, as the Democrats will tell you. It's part of it, but the money needs to be spent getting people out, not just on election day, but for the days leading up to the election. It's not just getting out on election day on November 5th, but for the weeks and or months prior while the Democrats are voting. And that's gonna take a mindset shift. It's gonna take a shift of personnel. It's gonna take a shift like we've never seen. And Laura Trump and uh, and uh, Michael, um, what's his name, Watley and 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 uh, Matt Gates and all of these folks who are the new Republicans with the new ideas who are trying to purge out the old guard and bring in conservatives who are conscientious and combative and willing to do whatever it takes to finally win. Those are the people, well, who are going to come in and do whatever it takes to finally win. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We have to take a quick break, folks. Uh, we got a little bit more time left. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show is on the way right after this. Hey, this is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. 855-940-6275. I'm still waiting on my account to get uh, established, to get approved, so I can start trading like Nancy Pelosi and make all that Congress money 
on the stock market, which again, like I don't know anything about stocks. All I know is that Congress gets rich off of them. And now, thanks to uh, thanks to Matt Gates letting the cat out of the bag, now all of us can do the same thing. Incidentally, what was it called? It was called a quiver qualitative. So fire your financial advisor. Just follow the quiver quantitative account on X. Pardon me, quiver quantitative. And you can track a congressional stock trading, Nancy Pelosi stock trading, whatever you want. And I guess this is not an endorsement of, of uh, Matt Gates quiver quantitative or Nancy Pelosi. It's a hundred percent not an endorsement of Nancy Pelosi. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. One more thing about Ronna McDaniel. Um, since she's now resigned as RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel announces resignation as RNC chair ahead of Super Tuesday. Uh, she's in the midst of her fourth year, fourth two year term. Said she would vacate the role at the party's spring training meeting in Houston, Texas, so as to allow our nominee to select a chair of their choosing. It has been the honor and privilege of my life to serve the Republican National Committee, yada, 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 yada. So uh, it's, she's going to step aside at our spring training on March the 8th in Houston. So we've got it. So she'll be there through Super Tuesday. Again, I don't know why we're waiting. Um, but the big event, March 8th in Houston is when you'll start to see the vote, when you're going to start to see some serious change, and when hopefully uh, we can all move forward full steam ahead to try to uh, to try to get, you know, the right people in the right places. 855-940-MARK is our number. Brandon is in Ohio. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Thank you, sir. Yeah. What's going on, Brandon? I just have a, just have a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, if President Trump ends up going to jail or for some reason can't run for president, and Nikki Haley don't have the delegates to run. What does the, what does the Republican Party do from that point? Well, I mean, look, Donald Trump can go to jail and still run, so it doesn't matter. No, the, being in jail doesn't stop a candidate from running. It may stop them from attending rallies or events or things like that, but he can still be elected. He's on the ballot, and as long as the Supreme Court doesn't kick him off the ballot, then he's good to go. Um, so I would assume that the Republican Party. If you're going forward with these primaries, you know, we're we're basically at the point of no return, no matter what people want to tell you. Donald Trump is on the ballot for the Super Tuesday states. Uh, he's on the ballot for most of the states, even if he goes to jail, which he's not going to, then he still can run for president. Uh, these court cases, by the way, the ones that could cause him to end up in jail are going to be pushed back even further because of, well, what's going on with Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade and the shenanigans and the chicanery that they've been they've been uh, involved in in all of these different jurisdictions with each other and with, you know, making sandwiches and whatever else it was. And they would testify to a bunch of stuff. So don't even worry about Donald Trump going to jail. He'll still be the nominee. Nikki Haley has no real chance at the moment of of being the nominee. Again, unless, of course, the worst case scenario, um, and then uh, and then she would still need the delegates to uh, to come in in her favor. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. At this point, it seems like when you look at the media reporting, when you look at the polling, when you look at the way the votes are shaking out, it all seems almost an inevitability at this point, knock on wood, uh, that Donald Trump will be that Donald Trump will be taking up the helm of the Republican Party for the nomination come July in Wisconsin when he uh, takes the stage at the Republican National Convention. 855-940-MARK is our number. But a great point. 855-940-MARK is our number. Listen, we got to get out of here. Uh, if you have some time today, go to GoTrumpYourself.com and get your copy of our brand new book, Go Trump Yourself, 10 Ways to Live Like Trump in Joe Biden's Economy. This is a pre-sale. These books will be uh, printed and signed and shipped. Um, 
mid-March to late March. So go to GoTrumpYourself.com and, and lock in your copy at the current price, and we'll get it to you ASAP. GoTrumpYourself.com. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 Central, with more information, more entertainment, more inspiration, more enlightenment, and more of the Mark K Show. Please join us, won't you? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.